So I said that to say this. Jesus was not the first individual to be crucified. However, he was the only one that got up. <laughs> so that's why we hear about Jesus. And if he would not have gotten up, he wouldn't be who he says he is. Look at John chapter 5, and it says this. After this, this now this is a, a, now the Bible is broken up for us to read in chapters. This, a, a lot of these things happened, and it was just flowing through. The chapters for us were break, broken up. So like it says, after this, that means there was something else that went on before this. And if you go to starting at verse 46, you'll see that Jesus had healed the son of a nobleman. But after that, or after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Now, there were three times a year that the Jews, the men, had to go to Jerusalem were required because of the law. Amen? Now, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Why? Because he was a man. God-man. And all God and all man. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having what? Five porches. In these lay a great multitude or crowds of sick people or a multitude of impotent folk, of blind, of halt, which means lame, of withered, which means paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Why? Verse 4 says, For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and did what? Troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling or stirring up the water, stepped in and was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And verse 5 says, and a certain man. Say certain man. Certain man. Whenever you see a certain person in the Bible or whenever it gives reference to a certain man or a certain woman or a certain individual, that means they have a need. And their need was about to be met. Amen. It says this, and a certain man was what? There. Which had an infirmity 38 years, or he had been sick for 38 years. And when Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case or been sick for 38 years, he said unto them, him, will thou be made whole? Or another question, another translation says, would you like to get well? And the impotent or the sick man answered him and said, sir, I have no man or I have no one when the water is troubled to put me into the pool or to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, Another step down before me or someone else always gets in front of him and gets in the pool before he can get to the pool. Mm. Mm. Somebody is always trying to move you out the way to get in front of you. Mm. Mm. Amen? But Jesus said unto him, rise and do what? Take up thy bed and do what? And walk. He said, rise or stand up, pick up your mat and get up and do what? Walk. And immediately or what? Instantly, the man was made whole or healed and he took up his bed or mat and walked. And on the, and, and this is the key part, and on the same day was the what? Sabbath. 
This miracle happened on the Sabbath day, which in our vernacular would be Sunday. Amen? Here it goes. Verse 10 says, And the Jews therefore said unto him that was cured, or the man that was healed, or the Jewish leaders, or the religious folk, said, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. Because they, they regarded that as work. But let me tell you this. The Old Testament law had nothing against that. That was their interpretation of the law. And they exuded it upon the people. The Bible or that law actually didn't say that it would be unlawful to carry the bed. Religion always tries to put things that aren't there. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. Verse 11 says, He answered them, He that made me whole or healed me, the same said he or told me, Take up thy bed and walk. So the man answered to the religious folks or the Pharisees of that time that it wasn't my fault that I got healed. He tried to shift the blame to Jesus who healed him. It was the man that said, rise up, well, carry your bed, and walk. Now, remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Adam and Eve, remember? Now, we made that last week. And when Adam got confronted by God while he ate the fruit too, he said, it was that woman that you gave me. We always try to shift the blame on somebody else when it's our responsibility to be held accountable for our actions. We don't want to be held accountable for our actions, so we try to shift the blame to somebody else. And just like this man, the man that healed me told me to pick up my mat and walk. Amen. Then asked they him, What man is that which said unto thee, Take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not knew who it was, or the man didn't know who it was. Why? For Jesus had conveyed himself away, or he had disappeared into the crowd, the multitude that was in place. Verse 14 says, Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, Thou art made whole. Then Jesus said, you are made whole, but then he finishes the sentence and he says this, sin no more. Yeah. Or just stop sinning, lest a worse thing come upon thee or something worse will happen to you. Mm. You got healed, but now it's your responsibility to sin no more. Mm. That's good. Or else something worse would come upon you. Now let me say this. Could it be, remember last year we weren't able to come together for a Resurrection Sunday. Mm -hmm. Right? This year, thank God, we are in a different capacity. Could it be that God allowed us to come together, the church to come together again to see if we're going to go back to doing what we did before the yes, pandemic. Yes, that's good. What is that? Yes, Celebrating Easter instead of the resurrection. Right. 
Could it be that God allowed the church to come back together in a limited capacity to see what we were going to do? Were we going to put more of the same, leaving color some Easter eggs, eat some candy from a rabbit that's on the top of a, some green grass or blue grass? Or were we going to point to the cross and get to what it's really about? Easter was a diversion from the devil to get our focus off of who the, who, what the resurrection was really about. Ain't nothing wrong with having clothes and all of that kind of stuff and even celebrating it, but however, when you put it above the resurrection, you have now made yourself an idol. And God said he will not share his glory with nothing, not even your Easter pageants. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get back in the scripture. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole or which had healed him. Now this is where I'm trying to get. If Jesus wouldn't have got up, he wouldn't have been able to say this. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus. For the Jewish leaders began to harass Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the what? Sabbath. On a made-up rule of their, of their interpretation. So they sought to persecute Jesus because he did what he was supposed to be doing on the Sabbath day. Because Jesus fixed him up in the next verse. He said this. But Jesus answered them and replied, My father worketh what? Hitherto, and I work. Or my father is always working. Yes. So I work. Yes, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Hallelujah. In other words, he is saying, just because it's your Sabbath day does not mean my father will not heal on the Sabbath day and you've got work that you need to be doing. Amen. Mm. But what did the Jews do? Verse 18 says, Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him because he not only had broken the Sabbath, but here it is, but said also that God was his father Therefore, making himself equal with God. Mm. Now, the Pharisees thought they were the sons of God. Right. Now, here comes Jesus saying, referring to God as his father. And he said, my father works on the Sabbath day. And therefore, I work on the Sabbath day. But you are saying that you are not supposed to work on the Sabbath day. Who's right and who's wrong? Jesus said, God is my father. Amen. I don't know who your father is, but that's my daddy. And my daddy works on the Sabbath, Sabbath day, and I'm going to work on the Sabbath day. I'm going to do just like him. Amen. Then answered Jesus, I said unto them, Verily, verily, or I tell you the truth, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. But what he said, the father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also do it the son likewise. In other words, I'm going to do what my daddy does. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're saying, right. and I don't care what you're talking about, but I'm going to do what my father does. Mm -hmm. 
And because if I do what he does, I'm being just like him. Now, I don't know who you acting like. I don't know what you represent. Right. I don't know who you repping. But I'm repping my daddy. Right. And my daddy does on a Sabbath day. So I'm going to do on the Sabbath day. So I healed the man. Yeah. But then I gave him an instruction. Don't sin no more. Right. Or something else worse going to come on you. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Why? Verse 20 says, For the father does what? Loves what? The son. And showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him what? Greater works than these that you may marvel. In other words, these people saying, I'm just getting started, y'all. Come on. If this offends you, just wait. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm just getting started. But I'm really going to get you offended. Amen. You think you're mad now? Keep following me. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna really make you mad because I'm gonna keep following my father and doing what he said. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful of taking other folks' opinions from the sideline. Come on. Come on. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful of taking other folks' opinion right. on the so- sideline. Why? Because they don't know your relationship with God, your father. There you mm-hmm. go. Well, Jesus was pointing out that I have a real relationship with God, the Father. And I'm going to listen to him because of the relationship that we have. And because of the relationship we have, the God the Father loves God the Son. Mm-hmm. Amen. <sighs> Verse 21 says, For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, or raises them from dead, or raises them alive, so even the Son quickeneth whom he will, or makes alive whom he will. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. In other words, that's my control. Amen. That all men should honor the Son, even as they do what? Honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which hath sent to me. The principle is this. You cannot honor God without first honoring Jesus. You can't believe God without believing Jesus. Many people will give thanks to God, but they don't want to give praise to Jesus. But Jesus right here says, you cannot honor God without honoring me. So if he did not get up, (laughs) he wouldn't be who he says he is. Who do we say? Who does he say he is? He is God the Son. He's the Son of the Living God. Amen. Amen. The religious folk had a hard time dealing with that. But did that stop Jesus? No. No. Did he let that heal him up? No. Did he let it stop him? No. He said, "I'm repping my Father." And I'm doing what he does. And just because you don't do it, that's on you. However, you got to honor me to honor God. So you're doing the law, what you interpret, is trying to honor God without honoring me. Jesus was fixing them right up. Amen. We say this. Religious people will get mad at you for your relationship. Jesus. Religious folks will get mad at your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. 
And non-religious folks will get mad at your relationship with God. Amen. 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 Hmm. Number two is, if he had not got up, our preaching, my preaching, your preaching, and your faith and our faith would be in vain. Mm -hmm. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to start at verse 15. We're going to do what the book, what the book says. We're going to start here. If he had not got up, our preaching and your faith would not would be would be in vain or useless. Verse number one says this. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for what? He died for what? Our sins. He died for our sins, how? According to the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Or just as the scriptures said. Mm -hmm. And that he was buried, and that he rose again on the third day, according to the what? Scriptures. According to the scriptures. This is the foundation of our faith right here. Mm -hmm. It says, Christ died for our sins according to the word of God. Yes. And that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the word of God. What word? The word of the prophets. Like in Psalms, chapter 16, um, 16th number of Psalms. And then in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 through 6. You read those verses and you'll see that it was prophesied that he was going to be that he was going to come and die for our sins and then rise again. Amen. Amen. According to the scriptures. Amen. So that is the basis. That gives us the foundation of our faith. Why? Because if Jesus had not done what the scriptures said, right. yes, sir. Yes, sir. he would have not been who he said he was. And he would not be who the Bible said would be coming to do that. That's right. But because he did what the scripture said, oh, yes, he was who he was, and our faith is not in vain. Amen? Amen. Let's drop down to verse number 12. It says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection from the dead? you got to remember, the Greeks and the church of Corinth was a Corinth was a metropolitan area, and it had a lot of Greeks there. And the Greeks did not believe in bodily resurrection. The Greeks believed that once you, your body dies, your soul goes on to eternity or wherever it goes. Amen. They did not believe in the bodily resurrection. Amen. They didn't believe it. So Paul had to fix them up and tell them according to what the scriptures said. What Jesus had done, because you got to remember, by this time, Jesus had gone back to heaven. Mm -hmm. So Paul had to fix him up. He, he, he died according to the scriptures, and he rose, and he was buried, and he rose according to the scriptures. Amen? And now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? you got to remember, these people were closer to, where, to when Jesus had risen and went back to heaven than we are now. So undoubtedly, they heard of the story. Mm -hmm. 
Undoubtedly, they knew that about this man, Jesus, who had been crucified, who was buried, and then three days later, according to the Jewish calendar, rose again. Amen? They had heard that. So, in the resurrection of verse 13 says, But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, or then all our preaching is vain or useless. Mm -hmm. And your faith is also vain or useless. Yeah. Verse 17, 15 says, Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up who? Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. In other words, if he had not raised up, nobody else would get up. For if the dead rise not, then Christ is, for, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. Verse 17, here it is. And if Christ be not raised, mm -hmm. your faith is what? He says it again, vain. Right. And guess what? You are yet in your sins. My God. You hear me? Your faith is in vain, but not only that, you are still stuck in your sin. Mm. Let me leave that, let that say there. Thank you, God, for Jesus. If Jesus hadn't got up, not only is your faith useless, but you are dead in your sin. Right. See, we live under grace, and we don't understand what, it, what that the implication of that verse. And the weightiness of that verse. Right. That actually means that we would not be in the position to have a relationship with God had Jesus not got up. Right. And what does that mean? That means we would not have the opportunity only for a relationship on earth, but a relationship in eternity. We would be dead in our stuff, in our sin. Woo. And the Bible tells us, because the Bible is a faith Bible, God is a faith God, Jesus is a faith son, and the Holy Spirit is a faith, not faith, faith, Holy Spirit, amen. And the Bible says, now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. Verse 6 says, but without faith it's impossible to please God. But if Jesus had not raised from the dead, you would not be in a position to even use your faith because it would be useless. Because this is the cornerstone. This is the principle yes, yes. for your faith. This is the evidence of your faith. That Jesus died, was buried, and he did what? Rose again. So if he didn't get up, he would not be who he said he was or is. And then our preaching and your faith would be in vain. According to the scriptures, the B-I-B-L-E, that's what for me, right? And then lastly, this is the most important part for me. If Jesus didn't get up, then you wouldn't get up. Amen. Remember, I told you the Greeks didn't believe that the body would come back together. However, we, as Christians, the Bible tells us that we would come back, we would rise again, right? On that great getting up morning, right? To be joined again, right? They believe that the soul was separated, but we believe that we are a spirit who possesses the soul and lives in the body. Our spirit is our conscience, our intuition, that part of us that gets connected to God, that can connect to God. 
Our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions, and our body is flesh, blood, and bone. We are a three-part being. Amen. And so when we, when God calls us back together again, all three of us are going to come back together. Not in this body, thank God, because this body is perishable. Well, how do you know it's perishable? If you live of any age and you get an eight, that's letting you know that your body is perishable. <laughs> but the resurrection body, thank God, <laughs> won't be limited by what this body is limited by. Right. Means it will be imperishable. It will live forever in whatever manner it is. I don't care what it looks like. Amen. But I'm looking forward to that day. Amen. Amen. Then you wouldn't get up glorified by yes. Let's drop down to verse number 20. It says this. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Mm. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Or in Christ we all will live. Amen. 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 Verse 23 says this, but every man in his own order, mm -hmm. Christ the first fruit, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Christ was the example for us yeah. because of what he did. Mm -hmm. And now he's the, he's the first fruit. And then now in our own order, God will call us out. Whether it's at the rapture or whenever the case may be. The principle is this. Jesus got up, yeah. and the same spirit that raised Jesus up is the same spirit that's going to raise us up. Hallelujah. <sighs> Hallelujah. Right. So this, let me sum it up, and then I'll quit, all right? Jesus did get up. Yes. So he is who he says he is. Yes. Right? Jesus did get up. Yes. And our preaching and our faith is not in vain. Hallelujah. Jesus did get up. Yes. And we are going to get up. Hallelujah. And when Jesus turns the kingdom back over to God, I want to, listen to that verse, I believe we're going to be at this place in Revelation 21 and 4. When Jesus turns it back over to God, because Jesus' mission on the history, in history is going to be over when he comes back after the millennial reign, and he's going to turn the kingdom back over to his father. And this is where I believe we're going to be. All right. This is how it's going to be when 21 verse 4 says this. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Yes. Oh. Every one of them. Yes. All tears from their what? Eyes. And there shall be no more what? Death. No more death. We don't have to go to another funeral. Amen. He's going to wipe all the tears from their eyes and there shall be no more what? Death. And not only there will be no more death, there will be no more what? Sorrow. And not only sorrow, there will be no crying so there won't be any more tears ever. After he wipes them off, there's going to be no more crying. Amen. Hallelujah. Neither shall there be any more what? Pain. I thought I'd get a hallelujah then. <laughs> hallelujah. Yes. No more what? Pain. I don't know about y'all, but I'll be glad to get rid of some of this pain. Amen. And I'm not talking just emotional pain either. Amen. Right. I'm talking about some of this physical pain. Amen. Yes. 
And there will be what? No more what? Pain. For the former things are what? Passed away. And verse 5 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Right, for these things are true and faithful. In verse number 6, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha, the Omega, and the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst of fountain of water of life freely. Yeah. And verse 7 says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. Be his God. And he will be my son. Yeah. He got him. Yeah. Ah, he got up. Yes. So the question has been answered. Well, if he didn't get up, but well, I'm so glad he did get up. Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. He got up. And I go back to our hymn. Because he lives, <laughs> I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future and life is worth living because he lives. Amen. Father, we just thank you for this word. I pray, God, right now for those who may not know you right now. And for those who need to reconnect with you in the name of Jesus, I pray for them right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you need to repeat this prayer after me because you have stepped away or this is your first time saying it, repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I give myself to you. You are my God. And I thank you for giving up. Satan, I rebuke you. You are not my God. You have no authority over me. In Jesus' name, amen. He got up, amen. Praise God.